Howdy out there in podcast land. Welcome to Run of the Mills, Roman through Romans, episode two. Last time we talked about uh, the first word, basically we talked about Paul and uh, what the book of Romans is about, who's it's to its two. We talked a little bit about a uh, basic idea of hermeneutics, the art and science of biblical interpretation, and our goal to understand what the author was trying to say. And so that's our goal, to understand what the author is saying and knowing about him is helpful. If you missed episode one, I'd encourage you to go back and, and uh, listen to that. Right now, let's hit uh, Romans chapter one, verses one through four. I'll see if I can read these without messing up. Paul, a bondservant of Jesus, separated... See, I already messed up. You know, sometimes when you're looking at your Bible, you'll the first letter is big capitalized kind of looks fancy but all it does for me is it makes me skip the second line so i'm gonna try this again hey this is what happens when you podcast live even if it's pre-recorded okay uh paul a bondservant of jesus christ called to be an apostle separated to the gospel of god which he promised before through his prophets in the holy scriptures concerning his son jesus christ our lord who was born of the seed of david according to the flesh and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of Holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Shoo! All right, well, that's the first sentence. It's four verses long. So let's go back to the beginning. Um, so it says Paul. We talked about Paul last time. And Paul refers to himself as a bondservant. Now, one of the things, I, the reason I wanted to read this big, long uh, sentence to start off is that you, you can't always read the Bible like you read other books. I always enjoyed reading books when I was a kid and, you know, you just kind of read through and you start page one, the first word and you read your way through. And with the Bible, you can't always do that because a lot of times the way it's written is very complex. And I don't think that's accidental. I don't think the Bible's written in a way that requires you to put in effort um, by accident. I believe that God put it, made it this way on purpose to require us to think about what we're reading. And the problem for a lot of people, especially for me, is that I'm lazy and I don't want to put in the work. And so when we're reading this, you kind of kind of break it into pieces and think about what's being said. And so when he says, Paul, comma, a bondservant of Jesus Christ. And so then there's another comma. And so that is a description of Paul, which is part of what he is is saying. But when we read it, we'll see that, well, I'll just read it and we'll 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 kind of break it down this way. He says, Paul, comma, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, that's referring to him, comma, called to be an apostle, that's also about him, comma, separated to the gospel of God, which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. And so then you get to the, now he's, he says he's separated to the gospel of God, and then he starts talking about the gospel of God, which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Now, what did he promise? Well, that's the next part of the sentence. Concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Then there's another comma, and it talks about Jesus Christ our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh. Comma. But that's not... So So as we're going, you see that he, he Paul keeps um, doing these little asides about each thing. And so as you're reading it, you got to pay attention to the commas because it, and then say, okay, what is this next phrase talking about? And so I, I would keep going through the whole the whole sentence there, but I just wanted to, to kind of clue you into that, that 
that the way that he writes is often confusing because he has these little asides. And so sometimes you got to uh, you got to break it down. Sometimes I'll get out my pen and paper and I'll write it and I'll kind of uh, almost like the old sentence diagrams you did in elementary school start breaking down the pieces. Okay, what is this talking about? What's this talking about? So when it says Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, he's talking about himself and he refers to himself as a bondservant, a doulos. And this is a word um, that meant a servant by choice, a servant by choice. Now, uh, if you want to, if you want to, you can flip over to Deuteronomy fifteen twelve, and you can read about uh, what the bondservant was in the Jewish culture and how if you sold yourself into indentured servitude, if you decided, hey, after I'm set free, because the Jews, when they would sell themselves into servitude to another Jew, uh, would be released at a, after an agreed period of time uh, or after someone called the Goel paid off the money uh, that that uh, that they had agreed ahead of time to pay to buy themselves out of servitude or a, a year of jubilee where all uh, all those servants were set free anyway if you wanted to stay as a servant if you said hey i love this family i i i'm a part of this family now they would take him to the doorpost they place his ear against the doorpost and they would pierce his ear with an awl you know a sharp metal poker and he would wear an earring in that ear and that uh, was an interesting interesting way of declaring, I am a servant of this family by choice. I serve them because I choose to serve them. And so that's how Paul describes himself. He says, I'm a servant, but I'm a bondservant. I'm a servant by choice. And this is the great thing for us as Christians. We understand that we are servants by choice. We're not servants under this idea of I have to serve or else I'm going to hell. And there are, of course, a lot of Christians that kind of have that attitude, a lot of people that have that attitude of like, well, if I don't do this, God's going to uh, smite me with a lightning bolt. Um, and they're confusing God the Father with the Zeus. Um, but we're servants because we recognize that he is a better master. And Paul's going to talk about that later on in the book of Romans. He's going to talk about the old master and the new master and that we were once a slave to sin, but now we're a slave to righteousness. And this idea that we used to be under the power of, a, of this old master who was a brutal master, but now we're under the authority and under the rule of a good master. We realize the goodness of God, that he loves us, that he desires what's best for us. And we say, why wouldn't I serve a God like that? And so I'd like to leave you kind of with this thought today. We talk about bond servant, when you're being a servant of choice. You know, sometimes, sometimes I get it an attitude and I start doing things because it's an obligation. I start serving God out of obligation. I go to church because uh, I have to go to church. I uh, got to read my Bible because that's what I do. You know, I pray because that's what I do. I start doing things because it's what I'm supposed to do rather than saying, man, I'm doing this because I choose to, because I am a bond servant of Christ. I am a servant because I choose to be his servant. And the reason I choose to be a servant is because I love him. And why do I love him? I love him because he loved me first. And how do I know he loved me first? I know he loved me first because he died for me, which we'll get to that part later in Romans. But that's that's it. That's the whole thing. That's why why Paul is a bond servant of Christ. It's because he chose to be. He chose to be a servant of Christ because he's the good master. He is the one that we can that we can serve and we should serve 
wholeheartedly because he demonstrated that he's he's not just a master that rules over us, but he's the one that loves us and loves us more than anyone else does or ever will. And that's a pretty phenomenal thing. And I think that's a guy worth serving. And hopefully you do too.